Hello out there, science nerds. You're listening to Evolving with Mr. V, a weekly podcast that covers the week that was in AP docredibology and much more. I'm your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your master of the biological arts, and this is officially episode 14, week 14 of the 2019-2020 school year. In this Thanksgiving week podcast, we will recap the week of November 18th to November 22nd in AP docredibology and look forward to the coming week as well. Spoilers for the week, turkey lots of turkey turkey and pie in this week's second segment i give thanks and give you my top three things i am thankful for for this year and in our final segment we revisit mr v's mailbag and answer questions from listeners in a segment called mr v answers your questions or at least tries to answer your questions Now, before we start the podcast, we need to hear from our sponsor in a segment I call Mr. V Needs to Pay the Bills. This episode is brought to you by G3P. Hey, are you looking for an all-in-one three-carbon sugar that can be converted to all your organic needs? If so, look no further than G3P, glyceraldehyde 3-phosphate. Yes, G3P is that three-carbon sugar, the true end product of the Calvin cycle that can be converted to all sorts of organic compounds. What organic compounds, you say? How about glucose, sucrose, starch, cellulose? Yes, G3P can be used in all your carbohydrate needs. Need more than just carbohydrates? G3P can be converted and used in amino acids, part of lipids, and even nucleic acids. So don't listen to your so-called professor teaching you that the end product of the Calvin cycle is glucose. No, it's G3P, and it's what you need today. G3P is the true end product of the light and dark reactions working together to change light carbon dioxide water to all your organic molecule needs. And we're back. So let's go ahead and hit the rewind button and go back, back to the past and revisit our Monday. We started our Monday by students turning in their What's the Mata with You labs. Then we started to review the light reactions of photosynthesis using our giant floor model. So let's go ahead and recap the steps of the light reactions. Step one, Photons of light strike the light harvesting complex of photosystem 2 in the thylakoid membrane and gets absorbed by chlorophyll A P680 reaction center that is holding two low energy ground state electrons. The electrons absorb the energy from light and get excited and they jump up to a high energy state. Step two of the light reactions, the high energy photo excited electrons get caught by a primary electron acceptor in photosystem two. Step three, water then splits in the thylakoid space. The hydrogens donate two new electrons to the photosystem two P680 reaction center. The hydrogens become hydrogen ions or H pluses or protons and stay in the thylakoid space for now. The oxygen molecule binds with another to form oxygen, O2, oxygen gas, a product of the light reactions, which then diffuses out of the plant through the stomata. Step four, the photo-excited electrons go down the ETC, electron transport chain, consisting of PQ, cytochrome complex, and PC. While they go down the ETC, their energy is lost, but it is used to pump hydrogen ions from the stroma, low concentration, into the thylakoid space, high concentration. 
Step five, as the hydrogen ion concentration builds up in the thylakoid space, they start to diffuse through ATP synthase located in the thylakoid membrane from the thylakoid space out to the stroma, changing potential energy into kinetic energy, enough energy to phosphorylate ADP to ATP. And that is what we call photophosphorylation. And that ATP is one of the main end products of the light reactions. Step six, the electrons from photosystem two that went down the ETC fall into a P700 reaction center, a chlorophyll A pigment of photosystem one in the thylakoid membrane, where they get excited again when they absorb more energy from photons of light striking the photosystem and get caught by another primary electron acceptor. Step seven, the electrons now get passed to FD, ferrodoxin, and then to NADP plus reductase. But this time, those electrons don't lose their energy absorbed from those photons of light. And that leads us to step eight, where those electrons now get transferred from NADP plus reductase to NAD plus, which binds to our reductase enzyme and gets reduced, gains the electrons and becomes NADPH, one of the final end products of the light reactions. So to recap our non-cyclic electron flow of the light reactions, the energy of light was transferred to ATP and NADPH while water continues to donate electrons and hydrogen ions while producing oxygen gas. We ended our Monday with students taking a quiz over photosynthesis, demonstrating proficient to expert level knowledge over the light reactions, and that ended our Monday. On to Tuesday, where we started our class with a recap of the light reactions of non-cyclic electron flow, where the electrons start at photosystem 2 and at the end are given to NADPH, which are then used in the Calvin cycle. Now the light reactions also gave us ATP and oxygen was also produced and given off by the plant. However, there is a slight issue with our non-cyclic electron flow process in that it makes equal amounts of ATP and NADPH, and the Calvin cycle, which we're going to learn about, uses up more ATP than NADPH. So it somehow needs to make up this difference in ATP. So enter cyclic electron flow. Now, in cyclic electron flow, photosystem 2 gets shut down along with NADP plus reductase. So what happens, the electrons fall down the ETC to photosystem 1, get excited, gets collected by ferrodoxin, but since NADP plus reductase is shut down, they're taken back to cytochrome complex and fall down the ETC back to photosystem 1, and it repeats the cycle over and over again. Which leads to only one thing, hydrogen ions being pumped from low concentration, stroma, to high concentration, thylakoid space, and then diffusing through ATP synthase, producing only ATP. No NADPH, no oxygen, just ATP. And this is how it will make up that extra ATP usage in the Calvin cycle. Next, we started our discussion on the last part of photosynthesis, the Calvin cycle, where I made a confession that I have not been completely truthful no. when it comes to photosynthesis, specifically the end product of the Calvin cycle. 
Now, up until Tuesday, in our discussions of photosynthesis, we have had the end product of the Calvin cycle and photosynthesis as glucose, C6H12O6. But in reality, the end product is not glucose, but a three-carbon sugar called G3P, glyceraldehyde-3-phosphate. And for this mistruth, I apologize. But it is not completely a lie because G3P is really half a glucose, which usually binds to another G3P to form glucose. So just a little hiding of the truth to begin with. And with this revelation, we ended our Tuesday. Moving on to Wednesday, where we completed our discussions of photosynthesis by looking at the details of the Calvin cycle in three phases. Phase one, carbon fixation. Now, in carbon fixation, we start with three carbon dioxides entering into the stroma and combining with three five-carbon sugars called RUBP, combined by an enzyme, the most abundant and important enzyme on this planet called Rubisco. Now, Rubisco forms a six-carbon sugar, three of them, but it's so unstable they immediately break in half and form PGA molecules, six of them, which is a three-carbon sugar. Next is phase two, reduction, where the six PGAs get phosphorylated by six ATPs and then get reduced by six NADPHs. In other words, our PGA molecules gain electrons from NADPH, and this gets them to rearrange to their final end product of the Calvin cycle, G3P, and six G3Ps are produced from our three carbon dioxides that initially came into the stroma. Now, of the six G3Ps, only one exits and leaves the Calvin cycle to fulfill its dream of becoming whatever the plant needs it to be. Glucose, sucrose, starch, cellulose, part of a lipid, amino acid, nucleic acid, whatever the plant needs it to be. The other five have to stay behind for phase three, regeneration. In this last phase, three more ATPs are used to rearrange the five G3Ps back to the three RUBPs, the starting material of the Calvin cycle, which will now be ready to bind more carbon dioxide coming into the plant and starting the process over again. So to recap, for three carbon dioxides that enter the Calvin cycle, the cell consumes nine ATPs, six NADPHs, and produces one G3P, which once again can be used to build any organic molecule the plant needs. After our lecture and notes on the Calvin cycle, students broke into their catalase lab groups and finalized their mini lab posters, taping the rubric to the back and ensuring the final product was ready. Then students submitted their posters and then ended our Wednesday by working on a photosynthesis review sheet to get them ready for the upcoming exam. And with that, it ended our Wednesday. Moving on to Thursday, which was exam day, where students had the entire period to complete the exam over chapter 8 and 10, metabolism and photosynthesis. Students will get the results after the break on Monday. We interrupt this podcast to bring you this very, very important message. Hey, this is Mr. Velasquez, your massive biological arts. And do I have a surprise for you loyal listeners right now? The first five students who create a post on the AP Dual Credit and Moto page and tell me and my classes what they're thankful for for this Thanksgiving will receive an extra credit voucher to be used this nine weeks. Previous winners are excluded from this opportunity. 
Finally, Friday arrives, and Friday was free response day over metabolism and photosynthesis. Students had 16 minutes to answer one long free response and one short answer question. After the FRQ, students could accept the challenge of a photosynthesis crossword and word search, where if completed and turned in on time, which will be on Monday, will earn students the curve on the chapter 8 and 10 exam. And I'll say this, knowing the results of that exam, you're going to want that curve. Trust me, you're going to want that curve. Students ended their Friday before break by receiving a photosynthesis and respiration review. To keep photosynthesis knowledge fresh and not fall into a black hole of nothingness, and also start looking at respiration content, which we will start on Monday after break. And that was the week that was in AP Dual Credit Biology. And now for our second segment where I give thanks. With it being Thanksgiving week, I'll list my top three things I am thankful for for this year. Coming in at number one, my family. When it comes to my family, I'm thankful for my significant other, for giving me the time to create and develop this podcast, for always being there for me and supporting me and even listening to the podcast and giving me advice when I need it. I also want to thank my three kids, Ellie, Lucas, and Darwin, for making me the dad I am, hopefully a good dad, and also helping me learn the lessons of patience, patience with them and even patience with others. Coming in at number two for what I'm thankful for is you guys, the students. For the most part, you guys are pretty great students. I see effort and dedication when it comes to this class. And while I would like more discussion and students coming in for tutoring and interacting on Edmodo, I'll take what I can get because I get it. You guys are busy students. You guys are squeezed for time. But I'm thankful, thankful that you guys are taking this class and also somewhat engaged in the class and also listening to the podcast. And at number three for what I'm thankful for this year is great movies and TV this year. From Avengers Endgame, rest in peace Tony, to Stranger Things 3, rest in peace Hopper, to Game of Thrones, not the best season, but a season, rest in peace Daenerys, to the new show The Mandalorian on the Disney Plus streaming service. Just all around this year, great TV shows and great movies so far. And now for our final segment, where we revisit Mr. V's mailbag and answer mail. listeners' questions, and Mr. V answers your questions. This week's questions come from listener username jelly underscore peanut underscore butter 012, asking, what is your favorite living organism in the world and why? Easy. Bengal tiger. Fierce, beautiful, majestic, and the true king of the jungle. Meow, meow. Another question from the same username. As someone who has gone through a lot of life, what are some few life tips that you can give us? Well, that is an excellent question. And I guess I would start off with, you know, just try to relax. Don't sweat the small stuff. And a lot of it is small stuff that we end up worrying about. So try to relax a little bit and not to feel overwhelmed. And when you figure this out, Hey, let me know how you did it. Another life tip is, you know, it's okay to fail. Failure makes us better individuals, better learners, and better adapted to what life will throw our way. No one goes through life without failure. So don't be afraid to every once in a while 
fell. And my last piece of advice, wear sunscreen. When you're going out there in the sun for a while, protect yourself from the UV rays and wear some sunscreen. And don't wear socks with Crocs. Well, that brings us to an end of episode 14, week 14 of Evolving with Mr. V. I hope you found this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. A couple of reminders for the week. Remember, on Monday when we get back, your crossword puzzle and word search is due. Not mandatory, just extra credit. But believe me, I think you're going to want that extra credit curve on this most recent exam. I want to thank Free Music Archive and Sound Bible for the music and sound effects in the podcast. This podcast was written, produced, and directed by Velasquez Productions. Remember, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast on your podcast listening platform. Well, this is your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your master of the biological arts, signing off and wishing you and your family a happy Thanksgiving and reminding you to please, please, for your professor's sake, be thankful for what you guys have. Some still so I could see